Hey everyone, this is your host Cameron Lynn, and I'm I'm coming to you with a message about this episode. Um, this podcast, of course, is about history, social issues, and all different types of things that involve Black people in America and our economic prosperity as we move forward. And one of the things that I wanted to highlight is uh, during this journey is that I read a lot and I'm trying to get more into reading, uh, especially more nonfiction books. And the book that inspired this particular episode is called The Hidden History of Monopolies, How Big Business Destroyed the American Dream by Tom Hartman. Um, this is a really short book. I think if you really like reading, you can get it done within a day. And if you don't like reading, it's still really short. It's, it's a tiny book. And it just kind of highlights how monopolies kind of destroyed everything. And every now and then, I'm going to um, do one of these little messages before an episode so that we can uh, kind of grow and become more educated together. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. It should take a long time to start doing this. <laughs> Welcome back to the History in the Moment podcast. I am your host, Cameron Lane, and today I have my very first guest, uh, my good friend, Brandon Golston. Say hey, Brandon. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How are you? <laughs> Yo, so uh, as you guys know, my, my podcast pertains to a lot of shit around. Um, history, politics, and social issues. And what I want to talk about today is something, um, I'm going to talk about monopolies and how monopolies kind of play into our daily lives and how we're affected in ways that we don't even understand. And um, one of the ways that me and Brandon have had a conversation about how monopolies affect us in our daily lives is through monopolies. Uh, Shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's my bad. Through um <laughs> through video games. I'm a I'm a big uh 2K player. I love 2K. It's one of my favorite games. But Brandon, tell them what type of games you like to play, man. Uh okay. So honestly, I play. I I really play a lot. I play my favorite. I I just really recently discovered not discovered, but like music games. My favorite. Then I like shooting games, Call of Duty, action, and really, if if the game is fun, I'll play it. <laughs> okay, so I, I want to I start by asking you some questions. Over the years, I mean, how long have you been playing video games? Well, how, how long would you say? Um, I I just turned twenty one, so probably like. 19 years. I probably started when I was like two. I don't God know. damn. <laughs> Young as shit. What? <laughs> but, okay. So, let's say 19, that was what, 2002? So, yep. you've been playing since 2002. Have you, since you've been able to pay attention and notice, started noticing a decline? In the quality of video games. I mean, this is what, three, four generations? PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5. Have you seen a decline in video games over the years? One billion percent there has been a decline. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, let, let's 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 go back to let's go back to like a PS2 game. Um, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Two. You got a big. I don't even know how long the story was. It was a long story. I know that, but like I just don't know how long it was. It was. It took. It probably took me like a solid month of playing to beat it mainly because i was a kid and as a kid you're not good at video games but also just like the world like it just keeps you in the world you just want to keep playing but then like as you get older you like notice like then like you notice like companies start doing certain things like adding dlc and there's nothing wrong with dlc it's just if you're if you're talking about like oh our game's coming out in September, but then in December we're adding the first DLC, that's not how that's not how you should do it. You gotta make a complete game at first, and then then you start slowly adding DLC because it just shows that you're not fully you're just fully trying to make money instead of trying to make a quality product. I mean, well, that makes sense. It's all about profit. Like, okay, so you played 2K, right? Uh, I mean, basically anyone who plays video games at least have seen or touched 2K. Yeah. I I have been playing 2K since, like, for real, for real. Like, it's my only game, mainly since probably, like, 2018. And the best 2K game we ever saw was on Xbox 360, PS3, uh, 2K11. That's the first time Michael Jordan was ever on the game. We are at 2K21. <laughs> like, we're 10 years down the line, and we're talking about the best 2K game being 10 years ago. Now, that just shows you, like, and it's like I've seen on 2K, if I look at 2K19 and I look at 2K20, the difference is tiny it might be like like you do dribble moves differently or something or it's easier it's harder to make threes something like that but it's barely any difference in the mechanics or what's being added to the game it's like they've gotten lazy like they they there's no there's nothing pushing them so like when you say you're talking about Metal Gear Solid I remember you telling me a few um that they never even finished like Metal Gear Solid 5 because what they didn't like stop funding to it something like that yeah so um now even though i am like a huge metal gear solid fan i'm not like 100 percent like confident on the whole situation i like from what i've like read and seen um the person who like created he he, he created like that entire genre pretty much um hideo kojima um for metal gear solid 5 he wanted he had like all these grand ideas for the game and i guess if you wanted to keep like adding to the game with the ideas it was just going to keep pushing the date back so it came out like 2015 it, I, I feel like with his all his ideas probably would have been like late 2016 2017 something like that so konami was probably just like look bro this this is a lot of money we're putting into this one game. You're just gonna have to scrap a lot of these ideas and just release what you got. And 
he had to. And he did. And it was not story wise, it was not a good game. That's like mm-hmm. probably one of the worst sto- not worse. Metal Gear Solid wise, probably one of the worst stories. But like it, it was just it's just not good. It just wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, like I think a, a dividing line, like not the dividing line, but the connecting line between all of these different stories of different video games is profit, and yeah. how like it wasn't profitable to continue allowing this man to make the game that he wanted to make, or it's not profitable to change 2K, or it's not profitable to really update systems. I mean, bro, like I'm tired of seeing. <laughs> video game gameplay trailers where they just add more sweat to a player. Like, that shit's wild, bro. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so, I think we have, there should be a solid discussion about these monopolies and how nothing has changed because they just have complete and other control of the market and there's no incentive to change anything. But we see what happens when they create good games right like yeah like when they made what was it uh the last of us the first one this people were talking about that for years they they're able to make profit off that for years god of war people are still talking about god of war i mean i'm i didn't even get to play and i'm like i I gotta get ps5 to play god of war so do you think there is a market for these creative endeavors in video games and how big do you think that market is um i feel like there is it's just more in like the indie selection because with um if you're like signed to like a publisher like activision ea those type of people ea activision they're about their money so they they really they literally do not care how bad the game is as long as they it makes them money they're like go ahead ship it we'll just fix it later it it seems more profitable for activision or ea to ship a broken game out like um let's say call of duty call of duty has been honestly on a decline so let, let, let me let me do some a little bit of research real quick. What was the best? Uh, what, what do you think was the best uh, Call of Duty game? Now, um, everyone, most people are going to say Black Ops 2 is the best. And I, I'll, I'll give them that. It's, it's like a top. It's top three. My favorite, though, is Modern Warfare 2, because that's the one I started with. OK, so when did that one come out? Um. Modern Warfare 2 came out in like 2009. Yeah, 2009. 2009. Black Ops yeah. 2 was that 2012? Yeah, Black Ops 2 was 2012. So we're talking about, again, years and years of, years and years ago where the best games came out when there clearly is. So the question I have. Have you seen these games that have come out recently, right? Try and copy that that model that was left by Modern Warfare 2 or Black Ops 2 or try and replicate those things? Or was it just like they just kind of strip it and it's just no incentive for them to add in what made those games good? Uh, Well, 
if if we're just gonna if we're just gonna stay within Call of Duty, then I'm gonna say no. Cause well, I'm gonna say a little bit because they're kind of getting back to form. Like um, Modern Warfare came out last year, which was supposedly like a reboot of the the entire like Modern Warfare like saga, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, they're they like the story was pretty good. The story was actually good. Excuse me. Um, multiplayer, it was it was all right. Like I mean, it wasn't like bad. It wasn't like one of the worst Call of Duty's, but it wasn't like. But it's not as. But what you're saying is, it's not as good as it could be. Yeah, it could be a lot better. Like they're 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 making definitely they're definitely making strides to become better. It's just it's taking them too long to do it. Like it, it honestly, I mean. We're putting like we we if me and you were like um if me and you were game developers or like a publishing company, I feel like we would be much more different than the people at Activision. Well, yeah, because they're profit based. I hope we be yeah. more uh, creative based. And, yeah, <laughs> and getting and getting the best type of content out. But I mean, that's basically the. That's the business model. I have to make as much money as I can, as fast as I can. So it just makes sense to me that you would, one, right, you release the game. Let's say you released uh, Modern Warfare. Let's just, you're doing a reboot, you release Modern Warfare 1. It's a mm-hmm. bullshit game, but people are still going to buy it because it's Call of Duty. They complain yeah. a lot. Then you add one or two things that they complain about. Not everyone's happy that you add it, but they're still complaining. So you just slowly... And slowly add and add and add and add until no one's complaining anymore. But you barely had to do anything, and you made this—you made millions and millions and millions of dollars in profit. Yeah. And it's the reason they're—I believe that the reason that they don't do it is because they have a monopoly on that form of game. Like, what was what was their competition? I remember Battlefront at one point was this competition. And yep. that game's that that's gone. Like I don't even I don't have I don't even remember the last time a Battlefront game came came out. And it's, wait wait, Battlefront or Battlefield? Might be Battle. Yeah, it's Battlefield. Battlefield, the Battlefront oh, Star Wars game, right? Cause, yeah, because Battlefield. Yeah, because uh, Call of Duty and Battlefield they were like competitors, so mm-hmm. it was like each year. They were like both doing something to improve on like the other one, but like then I don't. I think it was um it was when Call of Duty was like we're gonna go start going to space or like advanced movement. Those three four games, those honestly terrible games, but um that was kind of when Call of Duty was like we have we know we have a monopoly on. The arcade shooter genre. I yeah, guess like that's they, what it is. It's did. like they won the war. Yeah. Like they won yeah. the war. Like it was like, oh, there's all this competition, and they were like, oh, bro, we got it. And then they just back down. It's like I'm going back to NBA 2K, right? So in the early 2000s, everyone used to talk about NBA Live, right? That was the game. It wasn't 2K, it was NBA Live. NBA Live. Yeah. I've, I've even played some of the old live games. They were fine compared to the 2K games that were coming out at the same time. So what happens is NBA 2K, they create these games that just eventually become better than, than NBA Live because NBA Live gets complacent. And EA stops making NBA Live. NBA Live is this bullshit ass. They release them every couple years, but they're definitely not as good as they once were. 
because yeah. there's no they realize that they can't get back into the market. Now there's also on the other side these sports video games is Madden. Now I don't play football. I'm not a big football fan, but I've heard the story that back in 2004, 2005, the best NFL game ever came out. The best NFL game ever was NFL 2K5. Right? It yeah. was so good that Madden was like, oh, we can't compete with this. If they get this, we're going out of business. The EA side, like, we're, we're done. So what they did was they went to the NFL and got a um, a contract where it's yeah. just them. And all they, it's just, I have a complete and utter monopoly on the um, simulation game football or on simulation football. So anything that's in the arena, anything that actually looks like a football game, it's done. That's me. Like that. That's all. It, it only I can make it because I have this one contract. And if you violate this contract, I can sue the NFL. And the NFL is like fuck it, and they just signed the contract. So for years, this contract was in place, and now I think either this year or next year that contract is up. And 2K has already started talking about making like a backyard football game to test the waters and see and make yeah. a game that's going to be that can be just as fine, uh, not just as fine, but just as fun and try and rival Madden. So. Like. I think these video game companies definitely benefit from us not knowing what the fuck we like, just not knowing anything about these monopolies. One and two. Like once it once they're gone, it's just them. It's just them standing on their own pedestal in their own different fields, right? Yeah, definitely. Because like, is I I I get I get what you mean. Because like I remember I grow growing or played, but like I remember kids at school always talking about like NBA Street, NBA. Jam. It was like all these different NBA games, and then all of a sudden it was just Gone. NBA 2K, yep, and that was all you could play. And yep. it was the same for Madden. It was like I, I don't even, like I, I don't even remember like Madden because I I'm I'm not a football dude, but I'm barely a basketball dude. But like uh, Madden was like it was the same thing with Madden. It was just like all these different football games, and then all of a sudden and be not wow. NFL, that's it. Madden, that's all. So, and then I remember, I think it was, uh, it probably was like this with shooting games. Actually, I don't know because growing up, I only played Call of Duty. Call of Duty might have, Call of Duty and Battlefield might have just been like their own monopolies. And then Mm -hmm. the Call of Duty monopoly just like, yeah, it was like down a, battlefield. Yeah, it was like a duopoly, and then it was like, "Fuck it, I'm, I'm done. I'm done playing with y'all." Right. But it's, it's right. similar. It's interesting that we talk about how these games don't improve because they have this. They don't have a market incentive to do so. What about someone like GTA? Right? GTA. You know, I mean, GTA's been out for what 20, 30, uh, 20, 25 years now. GTA yeah. 5 is still considered like they're still selling that game like 60 bucks because it's so good. It's so long. There's so much you can do in it, right? Yep. But they had competition as well. Whether or not it was as good as GTA is not my concern. But you remember it had Saints Row. 
for a second. We're trying to picking up that 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 uh, that take over the city type of idea, or and even Mafia was take was the take over the city type of game, and those games never even rivaled GTA because yep. GTA continued to improve. I'm gonna be honest. I completely forgot about Saints Row <laughs> until you mentioned it. So, like, and the only way, like, I probably, I don't even think I ever heard of Mafia until, like, a few months ago. Not even a few months ago, like, a couple months ago. Because um, I was watching a YouTuber, and he was playing the first Mafia. And I was like, yo, this game looks so good. Like, I mean... It didn't. It wasn't as good as GTA, but I was like, it was still like a really good game, like a really good story. No, like Mafia Three is an amazing story. It's a really good story. I'm uh, I play it every now and then, all over down here. So, Luke, you mentioned earlier, um, independent games. What type? What are the games that have come out independently, and why don't you think there are more independent games? And what are the quality of the independent games that have come out, in your opinion? Um, I, be- I believe, like, most, most independent like in- independent games that come out, they have, like, a higher quality bar than triple AAA games. Because with an indie game, most indie games, not most, but, like, a lot of indie games, like, you'll see them talking about, like, Oh, I'm starting a GoFundMe. So it's like the people, like we're putting our money into that game. And like we want to see that person um, use the money to like add certain thing. Like this person's making their dream game. They want to add like this, this many features. They need this much money. So of course people are going to like put their money into it because they're like, well, I want to see this dude succeed. I want to see him add, like, make the stuff that he wants to make. So, of course, like, I would support that. But, like, these games have, like, such higher quality than, like, a AAA game. Like, that would be in, like, the same genre, I guess. Hmm. So, so independent games, as much as we... Much as we want, it's really difficult because of the amount of money that would, it, it takes to make a real big, big game. Like you don't think some, like no one could try and make a God of War. Yeah, like well, I mean, they they could. It would just look because like a lot of people on GoFundMe. Well, I I don't want to say a lot, but like the GoFundMe's that I've seen of people that are like. I want to make a video game. They're like, oh, I need like tens of thousands of dollars. Like, I think the largest I've seen is like fifty thousand, which that that's the largest I've seen. That could be like on the lower end, but largest one I've seen is someone's like, I need fifty thousand dollars to make this game that I'm passionate about. God of War, like, um, Sony, they're just like. The, I don't remember the studio that makes God of War. I think it's like Santa Monica. Sony's just like millions of dollars. Here, just go make the game, whatever. Okay, they, right. They they're going to get that money back. They're going to get that money back. <laughs> right. Because they got it from me. Well, not me. They got it from my dad because he bought a PlayStation and he bought God of War. So they got the money from him. And I'm I he gave it to me. So 
Mm. So the reason I was asking about these independent, it's really interesting you talk about people starting GoFundMe's because there used to be another industry where people um, did something very similar and where um, you needed, there was this large barrier of entry because you needed to have a certain amount of money, certain amount of equipment, all types of shit to do it. And now, since that that particular industry has gone out, and that's the music industry. Not to say that people don't make music anymore, but the idea that we need this massive record deal or to get to studios and to make your own music and to have access to beats and to do all that stuff that's gone. And that and I think that trend yeah. really, really kicked off with Chance the Rapper. It, like we're getting you were getting record record label status without a record label and you know he's fallen off hard since but <laughs> but we don't even need to talk about the big day but the point still stands when he dropped uh what was that last mixtape uh coloring book coloring when he dropped, book, yeah. yeah when he dropped coloring book it it was all over the radio you couldn't you couldn't go anywhere without hearing um no problems right like and that's and he did it all independently, and so did yeah. Logic, who also fell. It's just, it, so Logic, Logic redeemed himself, though. Yeah, that last album it was pretty. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't as bad as the other ones, so I'll give him yeah. credit for that. So Logic did did this did this as well. He was independent as well. So now we see, and now this is like SoundCloud is one of the biggest places for streaming music. People can yeah. get people get famous. Without a record deal anymore, I don't need your record deal anymore. And I was, it's very interesting that you say that you were talking about independent games and the, the GoFundMe, the crowdfunded games. It's um, I, I wonder if we'll ever be able to get to that point where we can free ourselves from the monopolies of of video games and 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 these video game industries. Not only the video game companies that make the video games, but like the video game companies such as like Sony and uh, and Microsoft who make the the game systems we play on. Like they, there's a it's Nintendo, Sony and and Microsoft. They have these massive these monopolies, and how do you even break into that? Like right, like it's it's virtually impossible to do that. But yeah, because there was like a console. There was a console that came out like a couple, not like probably around like 2015, 2016, I think. Let me look it up. It's called the Ouya. Ouya. And it was like, it came out, yeah, it released 2013 and it discontinued in 2015. It was like supposed to compete with like, um, it, I think it was supposed to compete with, um, like Microsoft, PlayStation, Nintendo, but it just didn't have it didn't it didn't have any legs to stand on because yeah. it was like a monopoly on it. Because like, if you want to buy a console, who you, you don't have they don't have a large um pl- like fan base of people. Yeah, no distri- there's no large distribution, and then when you're creating those games, you're losing when you're creating those systems, you lose money until later on. Like right. you're, losing, you're hemorrhaging money on these video game systems, knowing that you're going to get back. Someone trying to start up that business is virtually impossible. Right. 
so man, that's super. It, it's super interesting that you talked about GoFundMe. I, I didn't even realize that people were getting crowdfunded to fund video games. Do you think as we move on to the future and and access to to these um, forms of of animation and and programming, all this stuff, as it becomes cheaper, because it's going to become cheaper and it's going to become more accessible. Do you think we will be able to successfully break away from the idea of um, these these companies being beholden to our create to the creative process? Because in my in my mind, these companies, these monopolies aren't just taking advantage of the competitors they're taking advantage of us because they know we're going to buy the games like we're we like playing video games and even though we may be disappointed we're going to buy the games because we want it's it's fun it's a pastime it's not as fun as i want it to be because it has issues but it's still fun do you think yeah as we as do you think that video games will become more um how do you say like do you think they'll be able to do a similar thing to what the music industry did. Um, if I'm being honest, I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure because because I think because I also, also I I believe. Um, like sometimes indie games will release, like an indie game will release on like. And it'll come out on like PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, whatever, blah blah blah. And then one of them will I, I believe um Ori and the Wisps. I'm ne- I haven't played it. I believe it was an indie game at first. Then it came out, it got popular, then Microsoft was bought the studio, and now they make they made a second one. Just for Xbox, I believe it's like Xbox and PC, but like that's that's because that's Xbox thing now. Just making like if their exclusives are like for Xbox, and then you can play it on like your PC and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I believe that's what the future is kind of leaning towards. Like you release a um a game, it gets popular, and then you just hope like Sony, Microsoft. Uh, Nintendo, one of them buys your, either your studio or or the idea, and you just keep working on it. But you work on it under like one of the three companies. I believe mm. that might be how it goes. I, I want I want it to be different. I, I really want it to be different. But I mean, it's gonna be hard. It's hard. I think yeah. It it one it takes the the access to the technology. Or someone to create a new technology that's cheap and accessible that can do this sort of programming, this massive undertaking, right? Or it takes just the the technology that's already out that we already have access to to be decommodified, or not decom- not completely decommodified, but for it to become relatively cheap and super yeah. accessible. Like let's just take let's just apply this idea to something like movies. Um, like I was talking, to, I was talking to one of my friends a few months ago, and I was like, "Yo, what if someone, what if people could invest into a movie 
the same way people invest in stocks, where you give money to a movie and then you give a certain, you have a certain stake in the movie, along with the actors or whatever, because you have to pay them. Um, how much, like, how much creativity, like, how much could this uh, help create? I mean, just better and more original movies with people having access to this capital from different people who might be more interested in that idea. I think there's a lot of um, opportunities. And it like, like I saw one person, his name is John Favreau, and he basically said, there's no reason for you to not be able to create a movie. And I think within like, because, you know, we have access to cameras uh recording equipment all we all it takes is to learn and then even my even on certain computers like my friend has a macbook plus he he like he doesn't use it but he could fucking animate an entire cartoon and we see it on youtube people are animating cartoons it's so much more accessible to make movies i'm just wondering will we able will we ever be able to get to that with something like video games and then take away the power that these people have over our enjoyment, over our hobby. And, and my hope is that we will one day, but I'm not right. sure. Yeah, me too, because, like, I, I I believe they're they're starting to do that in music. I'm not, because it's with NFTs, it's, um, I really, like, this just started happening out of nowhere. It's like, um, I believe, like, people, uh, I don't want to sound, like, unintelligent, but at the same time, I have not done the proper research yet into this. But I, what it looks like, an artist will make some, it, it'll be like, an artist will make, like, a song or some type of art, and then you buy it with, like, it says... An NFT is a non-fungible token. A non-fungible token is a special type of cryptographic token which represents something unique. Non-fungible tokens are thus not mutually interchangeable. This is in contrast to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and many network or utility tokens that are fungible in nature. So it sounds like the artist is making something unique and it's being sold to like a few people, but the artist keeps all the profit. It's not going to like the label, um, their manager, all this t- other stuff. No. It's just like the artist makes something, they put it out there, you buy it, the artist get you keep it, you keep the product, the artist keeps the money. So that's what mm. it sounds like. That's that's really interesting because it um because you know the uh Jesus like like Chance made all that money. I mean, of course, you had to pay. You had to pay people, but like the idea that Chance was able to make all that money himself, I I really want that to one, like, like and we we've, we've seen it with music, right? We've seen it even with movies. Like, think about Issa Rae. Issa Rae was she started off on YouTube, and now she has like one of the most popular shows on HBO in HBO history, right? Like, so she has an amazing story, and I just my hope is that the next step is um. It's video games. I man, cause I mean, it's it just there's just so much more creative creativity. But my hope is that like there can be 
are Issa Rae, right, for video games. I mean, I, I, I love I love music, and I'm happy that people are able to make all this money now. I love that people have this access to, to be able to make movies, because now we aren't limited to to move to movies. I mean, YouTube has a monopoly on on those types of videos. That's a whole different video and a whole other discussion. But like, yeah. I, I think I, I think that video games are just a it's an interesting viewpoint to or an interesting perspective to have and view capitalism from. Yeah. And so. Um, man, Brandon, this has been a dope conversation, bro. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope the listeners I, I enjoyed did. it. I hope they did. Honestly, if you want to invite me back, one hundred percent, I will come. Back. No, I definitely will. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'll find a topic. We'll find a topic. I'll send you some. But uh, okay. This has been the History in a Moment podcast. Thank you to my guest, Brandon Galston. And thank you for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Peace.